Hello. Um, that was me cracking open my kombucha, which I, I've never tasted this one before, so I don't know if it's going to be nice. So let's see. Oh my god, well, mm. <laughs> it tasted really nice, but I feel like there's probably a lot of sugar in it. It's quite sweet. Oh, okay, sugar isn't the main, oh, there's extra sweetener in it. That's what I'm tasting. I don't like the taste of the sweetener, but the rest of it is nice. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> had a moment there. Um, Yeah, so this is the first, like, me sitting down with a proper plan to talk episode. I wanted to say a big thank you to everyone who messaged me. It was so nice and supportive. I, like I got messages from so many people saying that they were listening, which is so funny because I really expected no one to listen. And that's fine because like basically my main vo motivation for doing this is I get... <laughs> I get a really sore wrist when I write because I grip the pen too tightly. So when I go to journal, it hurts and it puts me off journaling. So I was like, oh, I'll just speak into my phone and then I'm still getting everything out and there's still like a record of it because I'm recording it. But it's not going to hurt my wrist. <laughs> so then I was like, oh, while I'm doing all that, I might as well pop it up somewhere. And people are actually, they actually listened to the first one and like got back to me about it and like sent me screenshots of them like halfway through it and everything. So that was really nice and I really appreciate people being nice about it and not slagging me for it. Uh, yeah, it's a fun little outlet. Yeah, so like again, I wanted to write down all the things that I learned while I was in London, but it would just hurt <laughs> to write them all down. So that's why I'm talking about it instead of writing about it. So this is what I learned in London. I have like, so just to kind of, you know, explain, I went over to London, didn't intend on staying there like super long term, but I was like, oh, I want to give it a go. Uh, no one really wants to come traveling with me, so I can kind of pick whatever country I want to go to. I wasn't going for work or anything like that. Uh, Christian talked about coming with me, but we were like, it's not long term, you know, it's probably not really a point. He had just started a new job that he really liked. So he did not come with me. So I just kind of went by myself. Um, I didn't know anyone who lived in London, I had no friends or family over there. I didn't know my way around. Um, I didn't know where to look for a safe place to live. I had never lived outside you know, a family home. So I didn't know how to find somewhere to rent. But I did have someone from work who was really, really helpful um, and gave me loads of advice on like where I should look for, like, you know, how I should just go about it. At a... So I found somewhere and I was living with two really, really lovely girls in a nice safe area that was like not too close to central, but like far enough you know, I was far enough away that I wasn't, like, too busy. But, like, it wasn't too far out of the way. And it was lovely. And I loved it. But I got so homesick. Like, oh my god. I was so homesick. I tried to do so many things to make myself feel better as well. Like, I remember I had a roll of film 
that had like my going away party on it and my trip to Amsterdam and like I film from the last time I was in London as well as far as I know and I dropped it in to be developed and they were like I'm so sorry this is blank and I, I like I think my you know my camera that I'm using is my dad's old camera from like 70s or 80s or something it's been through a lot like I'm not surprised that stopped working um but I was like trying to do so many things to make myself feel better with the homesickness and it just didn't work out so I was like look this just isn't for me London is like a very work focused career focused city so like you go for work drinks when you're not in work or you see your workmates on the weekend and you know you live near where you work and like it's just if you have somewhere that you work that you love um and you feel kind of a purpose there I think you'll have a much better time uh living there but if you're just going over for a ramble like you know I kind of struggle to find culture and things like that so I the reason why I went to London instead of anywhere else is because I've been to London before I knew how to get around on like public transport and things like I could wrap my head around the city the language thing was like probably the biggest thing um I'm really bad at learning languages I learned French in school but I didn't actually learn it if you get me so I was kind of left with an English-speaking country and where better to go for English speaking areas than England, I guess. Uh, yeah, it was. That that was my thought process of going there, but it just ended up not being for me. And now I'm back and oh my God, I just, I miss a lot of things, but I missed fields so much. Like you could not find a good patch of grass over there. <laughs> like I went for a picnic one day with this girl I met on Bumble BFF which was my saviour by the way and oh my god the grass was just like so dead and so dry and it's so humid over there and you know I just I was like this is wrong I should be in a field right now so anyway um I also want to of course acknowledge the fact that I was so privileged to be able to leave my job here and go over there and you know had the money to afford a nice place in a nice area uh, and that it, you know I had my dad signed on as a guarantor I want to acknowledge my privilege to be able to go over there I'm very grateful for the experience it was an amazing experience I'm so happy I did it uh, and just because I didn't stay there very long doesn't mean that I'm not delighted that I had the opportunity Um, it was great it was great for me but I know that it's not doable for everyone to be able to travel I would encourage anyone and everyone to try live somewhere and get like a bit of a culture shock um and like really have to like survive on your own it teaches you so much it like really puts things into perspective at least that's been my experience so yeah it, I understand that not everyone can do that if you can't at least, you know, I can tell you my experience and the impact that it had on me. And yeah, these are the things that I kind of learned over there. Um, so like the number one thing, and I like, I, I keep on going back to it, is that like nothing matters. <laughs> nothing, nothing matters. So when I say that, I mean, like I just picked up and moved. Like I packed everything 
into two suitcases and I just got on a flight and I just went over. Yes, like I had planned somewhere to stay. I kind of planned a job. But like, I just, I was like, I want to do this thing. And then I did this thing. And, you know, I had wanted to live somewhere else for years. And, you know, a big thing that would have stopped me in the past was going by myself. Like, Jesus, that was the scariest part. Like, hands down. Like, I just, I had no support network over there already it was just me and I had to be self-sufficient in a way for my own kind of emotional stability and all that like I still had my family and friends that were like a phone call away and that was great and everyone was quite supportive but I still had to survive and that can be hard but I did it I just packed up and moved I just did it and like the consequences like that's something that always like scared me the consequences of everything so like I am like riddled riddled with anxiety last nowadays because of that and because obviously I've been working on it and go to therapy and as I said in my little intro like it's been a journey I'm still on that journey but this has helped so much like I it no one I like I come from a small town like a, a little village where like everyone knows everyone's business like literally it is frightening the things that people will like bring up in conversation that like how did you know that about me um so then like moving to this big massive central city it kind of, it like it made me realize that like most of the time like yes in my little town like people kind of know a lot of things about you and sometimes it is shocking but then a lot of the time they don't uh like things just go over their head and the bigger of an area you're in the newer you are to an area the less of a link that you have to the area the less people care like if it, i i always tried to not care what people thought of me and I think I did a, quite a good job because I would not have like worn stuff and said stuff. Like I wouldn't be doing a podcast if I gave a shit what people thought of me. <laughs> I, like if, if I was that worried about it, it would have stopped me. And I, it, like it has stopped me in the past from like doing things and expressing myself. But I always try to go against it. But like you can't always go against it. You can't always like put things into perspective enough to the point where you're able to ignore the fact that you feel like you're going to be judged no one's really able to judge you as much as you think and even if they do it doesn't actually have that much of an impact you know if you get a look that i i saw a woman and a younger girl scrapping on the tube one day because the woman gave the girl a dirty look but like it doesn't really matter <laughs> it like nothing matters nothing matters so yeah realizing that like consequences don't really matter you know the the world is so big that city is so big like it was massive you could just keep going like you could live there for years and not even know like everywhere but it, it, like just putting into perspective like no matter how much I tried no matter how well I knew the streets I would never fully know them you know it, it really takes you out of your own head a bit. And I think growing up with, like, the small town mindset, 
it was really good for me to get that perspective to realize like oh my god there is so much more to the world than I could ever learn um so that was really nice it it took a lot of weight off my shoulders um and I just like my attitude now is so different like I you know what I can stand up for myself so much more now than I could then on the first week that I was there I had a job lined up it didn't work out and they kind of they weren't really giving me much information about you know when my next roster was I thought that I didn't have the job but I was like that's fine because I don't think I would like we weren't a good fit I showed up my first day and I was like I kind of hate it here like I'm gonna look for something else anyway then they just kind of stopped responding to me and then you know they gave me a roster and they were like no you are working here but the, the communication was so bad I was like I can't actually do this like I did not just move to London to like put up with poor communication so I was like no thank you I don't want this job find someone else they like were ringing me and emailing me and then the owner of the company was like is there any way I can win you back like is there anything we can do and I was like no no I did not come over here to receive no communication from you guys about what was happening so no thank you I'm I'm done I'm walking away uh and from that I was like really like I sent food back when it was really bad which I've never done before in my life Uh, you know just like speaking to everyone I'm like not afraid to speak up for myself now and I was like the most timid person you could ever meet so the fact that I'm actually able to speak up for myself is like amazing and like life-changing in a whole new way like I'm so grateful for that the next thing I did not expect to learn this but money will not make you happy money will make things easier yes like again don't get me wrong I'm not tapped I understand money is necessary for survival I get that and you know I'll mention the bad parts of London but like the thing that really stood out to me was the poverty was like heartbreaking it was horrible it was so hard to look at like outside every supermarket there was like a trolley to be filled like for a food bank it was heartbreaking I know money is so essential I don't want to say untapped when I say that but what I mean is you can't rely on money for your happiness you can't rely on purchasing things because the mood boost you get from that the like bit of serotonin you get from that it's it's not gonna last it's not going to fix your problems like when I was over there I loved okay I loved going to Harrods if you don't know what Harrods is it's like this big department store that Princess Diana used to shop in and I used to walk around there and be like oh my god like you know this is where she used to walk and like you know look at all the fancy things and talk to all the fancy people who were selling all the fancy things and you know go into the food court like they had uh, a chocolatier is that how you say it like oh my god it was stunning so when I first went over I loved going there I bought a jug at this point everyone who knows me should know about this jug I bought a jug it was 75 pound I thought about it for two weeks and I was like fuck it I'm buying this jug I have that jug tattooed on me now it is stunning I love it and I was going to get like a five pound jug from 
Primark, not pennies, Primark, to put my flowers in. And then I just saw this thing and I was like, you know what? I want something to remind me of being here and how full my heart was. That was fun when I just got over and, you know, I kind of had money to burn. I had, you know, savings and I had taken money out of my investments and I was like, okay, like I have a good bunch of money. And then when I got to the point where I was really homesick, I went into Harrods one day to cheer myself up and I was like, okay, I'm just going to spend some money and I'm going to get that boost of serotonin. And I was just walking around and I was like... I don't really think I want anything like I got you know some makeup that I needed but I I just didn't really want to spend any money not it wasn't about the money it's just like I didn't want any of these things I was like these things won't replace how I feel right now and I used to love like walking around the really fancy areas because like there's such fancy areas in London I used to love walking around there and you know, just seeing all this beautiful architecture and these really nice restaurants and these people who seem to be like having a really good time. And it just wasn't working anymore. It just wasn't cheering me up. It wasn't part of this fantasy anymore. It wasn't replacing the fact that I was homesick, um, that I missed my comforts and that I missed my family and my friends and I missed my normality. There was no amount of money that I was going to be able to spend to cheer myself up like when I was over there I did not I was not conscious of money like I just was spending and spending and spending and it was fun when I first got there to you know buy these nice things for my room and you know go into these nice shops that we don't have in Ireland and then I was just like you know what it's not doing it anymore like I I had that little that little fling and now it's not serving me anymore. And now I'm back home. I'm unemployed. I'm living off savings. And I have like a very tight budget at the moment because I'm trying to help that savings last as long as possible while I'm looking for somewhere else to work while I'm back over here. And I am so much happier. I, <laughs> I'm i like cooking more. I'm taking it slower. I'm just... I'm really, really enjoying it. And I have like, I, I'm just not spending money. And I don't have to spend money to enjoy my life. Uh, you know, it just, it does not bring happiness. And if you are constantly chasing happiness from money, you are not going to get it. It will get to a point where you're just spending and spending and spending because you think it's going to make you happy and it's going to stop working. And the difference is I realised that it wasn't working and I realised that I needed to do something for myself to make myself happy again. But there's so many people who keep on spending. Um, so yeah, that's that was a weird one. I didn't expect to realise that. Uh, one thing I did expect though, and I was really, really looking forward to it, was how much I enjoyed my own company over there. So as I said, I didn't know anyone. Uh, I had really nice roommates. And then I met a few people from Bumble. Um, some people I only met up with like once. Um, and then I made one really, really good friend, um, Jess. 
And other than that, I was alone. Um, which is very scary for a lot of people. So even before I went away, I loved being alone. I loved the freedom of, you know, going into Dublin by myself for the day, going into whatever shops I wanted to, going to eat wherever I wanted to, being with my own thoughts, listening to a podcast. You know, I started reading again. So what I would often do in London was I would go out and get a coffee or a glass of wine um, or dinner and I would read. And I fucking loved it. Oh my God. That was my favourite thing about being in London was just going out somewhere and reading and being by myself. I loved being by myself. Like, don't get me wrong, at certain times I would get lonely and, you know, I would text Jess or I'd go on Bumble and, you know, meet up with someone and have a little adventure. And that was great. But I loved being by myself so much. It was so good for myself. Um, even, like, in my little house over there, when I would clean, I I loved cleaning. I was, like, deep cleaning all the time with my little podcast on. And I just loved being with my own thoughts and in my own company. Which, so, like, I already knew that, but I just, like, perfected it over there. I would say to anyone who is thinking about going on a solo trip, going on a date with themselves, just spending any time alone, do it. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. You have so much freedom when you are by yourself your own company if you can't be by yourself and in your own company without you know the distractions like don't get me wrong I loved my reading I loved my podcast I love listening to my music but I also loved like just wandering around with my own thoughts in my own head if you are not able to do that try it like really push for it and just have your own thoughts because it's like it's like a form of meditation for me to just be with my own thoughts and have like a little activity you know maybe I'm cleaning maybe like I'm making little bracelets that I like to make maybe you know I'm just doing something I'm sitting on the bus by myself I really perfected it over there like I could go to whatever event I wanted to I could go to whatever restaurant I chose, whatever shops. I didn't have to go by anyone else's schedule. It was so nice. Um, so I really, really enjoyed that. And I'm trying to keep that up while I'm here, um, while I'm back. Uh, but I haven't really gone out and about as much as I would then because everything is so far away and I have to take the bus. And Anyway, um, yeah, so it was just really great for clearing my mind. I loved that. But then again, I did kind of get lonely at times. I was more alone than I was lonely. But one thing it really taught me, like it forced me to talk to people a lot more. I could either get chatty or be lonely at times. So it really pushed me out of my comfort zone to meet new people, which was great because I made some really good bonds with people while I was over there that... uh you know, I'll never forget. And 
I met some very interesting people. Very interesting. Um, so yeah, I really appreciated being forced out of my comfort zone. And like, I got to compliment people so much more. Like I had gotten, over COVID, I had gotten so into my own show. Like, it is shocking how I went from being so loud and open to people to being so caged in. Um, and it really weighed on me for a long time. And it, it's definitely, it's not the worst thing to come out of COVID, but I think it's the thing that has impacted me the most in my daily life. Was that like, I got really bad at talking to customers. I got really bad at doing many aspects of my job because I didn't want to talk to people as much. I got really socially anxious and that just wasn't me. So I am so grateful that I was forced to get back out there and like going back to the whole nothing matters thing like because I realized nothing matters then I was able to come out of my shell so much more so it it's really been really been a transformation um to go from being so loud to so quiet and now I'm back loud again I yeah I'm so grateful I love it. So, the things that I missed about being home. So, I've already said, you know, we're living with a government that doesn't prioritise. Young people are vulnerable people and we're living through austerity and there's inflation and the impending recession and all that good stuff. I know it's really hard to acknowledge that there's good things in this country, especially for young people it's really difficult but if we kind of take a step back a little bit or if you're in an environment that is so different that like is go 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 and you know it's this built-up city and if you're not built for that some people are built for that some people thrive there I love that for them if you are not that person and you're living in that and you're trying to survive in that and it's just your heart's not in it coming home to this really you know laid back go with the flow like even in the midst of the city center of Dublin you're like things are still chill to some degree you know people still have time for each other you know there's still a lot of love there um, it's less cold, you know, so I love that. That's what I found when I came back. It was just so much more chill. Everyone was able to relax more. You didn't have to move as fast. You didn't have to fight to survive as much. Uh, I, yeah, I already talked about how I miss my fields. I like the nature. I fucking love it. I always thought that I was a city person who wanted to be away from nature you know what? I love it. Give me a tree. Give me some nice grass. Give me like, you know, the sea. Jesus, I missed being by the sea so much. It's so nice. And like, the air is so much cleaner. And it's not, you know, humid. Oh my god, the humidity. Oh my god, I hated it. (laughs) It was sticky and 
hot all the time and there is so many thunderstorms um like now anytime it's like raining which is like all the time since I've been back it's horrible <laughs> just complaining um yeah I I'm, I'm so afraid of there being a thunderstorm here which is not ideal because I live in a cabin and I have to walk into the house so I have to walk to the garden so if there's thunder and lightning I might die that's not what you want um <laughs> just like the food like I know the English love their English cheese, but it not only does it not compare to Irish cheese, but it's so hard to get like good French or Italian or anything like that cheese over there. I have a Sheridan's Sheridan's cheesemonger. Oh my god, I miss them so much. I have a Sheridan's wall in my local Duns. It's not like a full cheesemonger, but like it's like a wall of their cheeses and their cured meats and their nice crackers and their chutneys and I miss it so much because I just couldn't find it over there I couldn't find it in Waitrose I couldn't find it in Whole Foods I couldn't find it in like speciality shops or anything like that you just couldn't do it you can't beat it my local done stores soda bread I went out to buy bread on the first day it was like sweet I know a lot of people don't love like, you know, Brennan's bread over here, like it's kind of doughy, but you can't beat a bit of soda bread. Oh my God. When I came back and got, like I asked, there was a really nice bakery around the corner for me. They did really nice coffee and things like that. I asked them, I was like, guys, do you by any chance do Irish soda bread? Because I've asked my housemates and they don't even really know what I'm talking about. They're like, yeah, we used to, but like, it's just not popular enough to justify doing it. And I was like, oh no, couldn't find it anywhere. It was heartbreaking. Um, the coffee over there as well. I was shocked. I I don't know if I'm just really used to like, you know, the kind of Dublin Irish coffee scene. I was really disappointed. I would go to the really nice places and I don't know, it's just a weird, different kind of coffee culture. I think it's a bit more dark roasty. Um, I'm not going to start talking about coffee. But yeah, I just, I I was really disappointed by a lot of them. Um, I'm so happy to be back with my local Dunn stores. The only thing she is missing right now is proper kombucha. And that's why I'm drinking this weird one that, I know, it's quite sugary. But you know what? I'll take it because I can get good cheese and good meats and good bread I'm happy. I'm happy to be home. I learned a lot of good things and valuable lessons in London, but I am so happy to be home. And maybe I'll try it again. Maybe I'll try somewhere else, but I'm so glad to be back. And if anyone made it this far, thank you for listening. If you didn't, wow, that is so nice to have off my chest. (laughs) Buzzing to have that out of my system now and to have processed all of those lessons and all those feelings and emotions. Um, so yeah, if you're listening, have a great day.